0: This podcast is part of the Michigan Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Go to Michigan Sports and for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're on episode 23. So thanks for joining us. For some reason, I feel like we haven't recorded in forever. Do you feel that way?
1: When was the last time we recorded? <laughs> I know, right? Like a, a lifetime ago, ago. It's right? so
0: weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah,
1: mermaids. Yeah, that last I mean, last we week. did
0: it, but it just feels like forever ago.
1: That feels like a really long time
0: ago. Right. We cranked out like three episodes. I barely remember any of them. Anyway. Same. Um, so news for the show, still averaging like a thousand downloads a week. Thank you all. If you're new to the show, we really appreciate you joining Tumblebrag. us. Well, wow, you're supposed to give like a... I know,
1: but it just sounds like a humble brag. It is a humble brag. You know what? Well, no. Especially for us, it's it is because before it was like... Well, like before, no, we didn't say it, but it's like averaging like 50 listens Yeah, listen yeah, yeah. Show. <laughs> No, that's true.
0: Um But I say it because I want everyone to know if you're no, new, we appreciate you. We do.
1: or Or in old, we appreciate you. Of course. We appreciate everybody.
0: Super, super, but... The old people have heard us appreciate them many, many times. Well, it doesn't over, mean so. they don't
1: need to appreciate it again. You know
0: what? We appreciate you again. If you got swag, still waiting for you to reach out. Hope you, hopefully you liked it because I'm pretty sure it showed up the by now. one
1: person. Yes, thank you.
0: Why do you have to say that? Because <laughs> it's funny. No, it's not. It's yeah, sad. it is. It's funny. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's
1: called self-deprecating humor. It's funny. Not to blame anyone. I've literally never bought. Oh, I've never a bought single a single thing swag. of swag. I barely wanted to buy ours. I didn't. I don't wear ours in public. Yeah, I, still I wear don't. <laughs> it at home sometimes.
0: <laughs> but that's just see the reason why I don't is because it's stupid to wear your own. I think it's like kind of douchey. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, also it's I just Walking around with your own brand Well,
0: I don't want somebody to go Hey, what is that? And it's like, oh, it's my podcast I just don't want that whole yeah. interaction Like at all
1: What if you were just like It's a podcast I like Yeah, but that would be so <laughs> much worse <laughs> No, oh, but man. I mean like Then they would never find out it was yours No, but
0: it, yeah Because what if they happen to check it out? They're like, oh, that's a cool logo And then they're like What a dude <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy.
1: Yeah, you're pretty <laughs> recognizable
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that Well, uh, there's no pictures of me But anyway Right,
1: that's what I'm saying <clears throat> How would they know it was you? You wouldn't tell them your name My voice or my name, yeah Why would you say, hi, I'm RJ. This is my Skeptical Skeptic shirt. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) I say it at the start of every episode. I might say it in real life.
0: (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah. So the show's still doing well. Uh, We've been growing and it's been a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys enjoy stuff. Would like some interactions with you new listeners. Um, We had a few people reach out to us that are new listeners. We really appreciate that. But just want you to know the you know we're super open like we did a listener story or a suggested story a couple weeks ago um or was that last week yeah see that was last week feels like forever oh my gosh, ago. yeah anyway um yeah we did like a listener story so we're always on the lookout for that and if you want to reach out to us we're at Skep, Skep pod on instagram twitter facebook pretty much everywhere or we're at skeptical at gmail.com if you want to email us your story too uh, we are gearing up to do another listener story episode in a few weeks. So if you have any creepy stories, uh, reach out to us again. Also,
1: seriously, this podcast is not just about us informing you about these stories because half of these stories I didn't know before I started this podcast. We also want to learn from you guys. So any crazy thing you've heard of or you talked about or even like your family told you about or anything like that we would love to hear about so we can learn more about or the like crazy stuff, stuff in the stuff world.
0: Too. So yeah, like, that's what I meant. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like any any kind of uh Folk tales or anything like that that you've heard of or would like us to look into, love to do that. And what was I going to say? Oh yeah, shout out to Brittany. Thank you for sending us your story. Very excited to use that one. It's a very creepy story. Um, yeah. So in the news this week, which is relevant to my topic as well, a couple paranormal investigators that are on YouTube. I guess I'll plug their channel. It is. The Unknown, which was super easy, and I don't know why I couldn't remember that. All right. Anyway, I guess they're on YouTube. I haven't checked them out, but I do see this article that they posted or that somebody posted about them in the ever reputable mirror.co.uk, which I do use that facetiously. But anyway, (laughs) they posted a picture of one of their recent ghost hunts and a haunted doll that they were that they brought with them named Janet appears to have their eyes shut with... Eyeshadow and mascara on, but the doll has no eyes or eyelids. So that's creepy. What? Yeah, so here's your picture. Shut with eye and with mascara, right? Uh-huh. Here's what the doll actually looks like. Like her eyes are broken.
1: I don't love that.
0: Yeah, so it's not cool. Um, although I will say from having looked at this for about four minutes now and becoming an expert very quickly <laughs> on it. Um, the doll, it, it, it looks to me like it's actually just a play of the shadow inside the skull of the doll uh, from the flash of the camera, because if you kind of look like there's a little white part left where the eyes are actually still remaining, although not as far in on the left eye as you would think. So anyway, check it out for yourself. We'll post it on our social media. Uh, it does look pretty creepy. Uh, and they did say like, They were just thumbing through their pictures and saw this and creeped them out, but they took multiple pictures and none of them looked like this again, the blinking effect. So, um, you know, I don't think that there's anything nefarious going on here. Like, I don't I don't see any obvious signs of Photoshop, but still pretty creepy.
1: I hate dolls. I especially hate haunted dolls. Yep.
0: Which is what we're going to
1: get into. So what is your what's your story? I'm talking first. You talked first last time. Nope. Yeah. Mermaids was second. Try again. What, what did you even speak of last week?
0: Gladstone via the Johnny, the ghost. Try listening to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Just try it for once. Even if I listened, I couldn't. If you tried to like quiz me on what we've talked about in these episodes, oh man, I'd lose so fast.
0: Why do the listeners listen if you can't even?
1: <laughs> I've already explained this to you. I listen for an hour and a half while we talk about it. And it's kind of Anyway, it was the ghost,
0: that guy that grew up with it.
1: Yes, I gotcha. Yeah.
0: So. I don't go Why are my first. blinds open? I've kept those clothes since we moved in.
1: Your dad or something probably opened them. Or Lizzie last night while she was sitting here. Or Bobby. We're not, not Bobby. Bobby lives in Key West.
0: No, not Robert the doll. Bobby.
1: Oh, Bobby, the hippo, <laughs> the hippo <laughs> slash ghost. we will ghost. get into that,
0: yes. <clears throat> anyway, what I are thought, you going to talk I, about? I, I
1: thought you were first. Sweetheart, no. Yeah, because I said I'm talking about mermaids, and then you went into your story. I remember. Not true. It is true. You talked about yours first. Listen to the episode.
0: I already have multiple Do times. Do it again.
1: Fine. said that he saw a monkey. <laughs> Whatever.
0: She was wrong again, everybody.
1: Again? When else have I been wrong? Multiple times. We have audio proof.
0: When? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. I won. Um, no, you didn't. Oh, I won the next one, though.
1: No, when we weren't doing it. Yeah, real, I did. Yes. I
0: won. Um, and multiple, multiple other things we've looked at. Yeah, up. but
1: just because we don't have proof doesn't mean I'm not right all the time. Excuse mm-hmm.
0: Actually, it does.
1: I am going to be talking about the Angola 727 Disappearance. Which I don't know anything about, so I'm excited about this.
0: Oh, and I'll be talking about Robert the Doll, who's in Key West. Super Which I am
1: not excited about. I know extensive research about him. And by research, I just mean I took a tour.
0: We went there once. Yeah, it's creepy. It
1: was the worst experience of my
0: life. No, it wasn't. That's Mm, hyperbole. What's
1: the worst experience of my life, then? I don't know. Well, Haunted? Yeah. Yeah, you've had like multiple
0: ghost encounters.
1: Barely. Yeah, that's worse than whatever Robert did. Not the creep factor. For some reason, in my other ones, I wasn't that creeped out. But Robert, he was the definition of heebie-jeebies.
0: So Robert Eugene Otto, or Gene, as his family called him, was just a young boy in the early 1900s, a.k.a. super long time ago, when his family's maid gave him a strange straw-filled doll to play with. So the story is a little racially charged because the maid, air quotes, was a black woman and this gets into some, like, they think she was like part of voodoo and all that. So, just what if she
1: just like really hated them? Well, maybe and I was don't know. like, Here's just... this creepy doll, enjoy. That's that's what it is. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't like they said, like a gift, like, oh, she loved him. No, what if she was like, This kid sucks? That's a nefarious story. Yeah, I was I get just it, talking I just about it, but it's like, racially charged. I just, it doesn't have to be, it could just be the lady hated the kid. No, it's racially charged
0: because they're the ones that I bring fully up voodoo. I understand and stuff.
1: that. I'm not bringing up voodoo, though. I'm what just bringing up hatred. I'm saying it doesn't have to involve voodoo. She could just have his creepy doll and be like, I don't like this doll. Who should I give it to? And be like, oh, that little kid's a brat. I'll give it to him. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I guess. That's what I'm saying. It's a weird point.
1: It's not a weird point. Weird it could f- easily
0: happen. Weird flags. But,
1: but okay. How many bosses have you hated? <sighs> Sometimes I want to give Sterling a creepy doll.
0: I haven't hated any. Uh, I've hated a few bosses. Yeah, you have. Anyway, so... The Ottos and their servants would often hear Gene in his bedroom having conversations with himself uh. in int- two entirely different voices. Um, so one of them was, and they kept saying like it was like guttural and growly, and then the other one was his voice, uh, young boy's,
1: which. To be fair, Sterling has started a monster voice that he talks in. all the
0: time. Yeah, but this, like they said, it sounded like a grown man. Like Sterling's always sounds like Sterling doing monster voice. Yeah. You know, this sounded like a different voice, which, considering our kid does that, like I I would be able to tell the difference, you know what I mean? Or at least I feel like. Yeah, and he
1: also has like a tiny baby voice. Yeah.
0: But also, this is a 120 year old story, so let's not pretend that it doesn't have hyperbole. But anyway, so the autos would wake up in the middle of the night uh, to Jean screaming, only to find the frightened boy in the bed surrounded by overturned furniture. He would say, my gosh, yeah, he would say that Robert, the doll. I'm so glad you have such a bad memory because this is going to be like a fresh story
1: for you. I ignored most of this because it creeped me out. I was literally like, as they were telling us this, I was just like so entranced by this terrifying doll and just begging it in my head. Don't move, don't move, don't move that like I wasn't listening. Right. Um, so Anyway.
0: Yeah, they would find him in the bed surrounded by overturned furniture. He would say Robert did it. uh, And then Robert would glare at Gene from the foot of the bed. So like as they came in, that's the scene that they would they would see the kid.
1: What do you do in that moment? Like walking into your kid's room and there's like stuff everywhere and a doll is just standing at the edge of their bed. Well, I think at the beginning, right, they just
0: thought Gene was being a turd, which is what we would think. If
1: the doll is, they said standing like on its own,
0: staring like it glaring, was
1: glaring if it's glaring.
0: No, it's just like at the foot of the bed, just like glaring. Yeah, at Gene. The
1: second my kid said that, that thing would be on fire. Yeah,
0: fair enough. <laughs> so anyway. Um, soon after mutilated toys and mysterious happenings would have would appear around the home. Um, and Jean would always say Robert did it. So like, you know, it sounds like a turdly kid again, which is why you just get
1: rid of the doll. See if stuff still happens, because if then suddenly the kid has some new toy name like. Zeus and he keeps saying Zeus, Zeus did it. it. Yeah, He'd be like, no, no, Gene, you just suck. It's a good call. Bad. So, this is dumb parenting. This
0: happens with Sterling. We have a plan, y'all.
1: This happens with Sterling. We're getting an exorcist in the house. Fair enough. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, though. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it was also reported that they would hear Robert giggling around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they would see him like shuffling around the home. Passersby would even say that they would see a small doll moving from like window to window um, as they walked by. And then Robert was eventually moved into the attic where he remained for a number of years because people were creeped out by him. Um, eventually, Gene's parents passed away and he inherited uh, his family's Key West mansion. Which had the doll in it. So he had gone multiple years, like his formative years in college and stuff, and uh, without Robert in his life, and then eventually got this house and then found Robert in the attic. So um, Robert, the doll, was eventually replaced back in his old bedroom, which was Gene's old bedroom. Why? And Why? It was the turret room in the second floor, which is where the doll was for many years. And Robert. Uh, had been working as an artist during his adult life and local for that's confusing gene sorry sorry gene yeah uh, by the way i meant to I meant to mention this they both actually have the same name yeah, so i knew that yeah so gene was robert eugene and then robert came around and he started going by gene after naming the doll robert like he switched what, like your
1: doll took your name yeah
0: like call him robert i'm gene right so anyway um So Gene had been working as an artist and local folklore in Key West insists that Gene would spend his days alone in the mansion painting with Robert beside him. Right. Um, So passersby would like see this uh, and report on it. And then also this was reported by his eventual wife because Gene did eventually marry. And there are many tales of the wife's disdain for Robert and how Gene would still keep Robert around. Understandable. Right. So conflicting rumors surfaced. Uh, some allege that Jean's wife died from, quote, unsanity after uh, locking Robert in the attic, while others report that Jean died with Robert by his side. So. Now, Robert sits in the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West. He sits in like this glass. Um, <laughs> yeah, he sits in like this glass uh, case, uh, like how like they had. Benedict Cumberbatch in the Star Trek movie. Um, He just kind of chills in Avengers. Right. Uh, So the thing about this story is and that's pretty much all the detail there is. So you're going to hear different tellings that kind of hyperbolize this or make this a bigger deal. Um, But really, that's the bare bones of the story. This doll came around. uh, There was a lot of like legend surrounding the doll. And then the doll went in the attic and then like grown up Gene brought the doll back into his life. And the doll pretty much stayed in his life until the day he died. That's like the bare bones story. And that's what they told us at Key West. So really the legend behind Robert the doll came from other people's like interactions with him. So the servants and the maids reporting that they would hear him giggling and moving around. Uh, that didn't stop. So Robert the doll did eventually make his way into the museum, like we said. And the very like first iterations of the museum like didn't have him trapped. So people would report him moving or twisting his head or um, actually like legitimately leaving the chair and coming back. So there was this one story of a time that there was fresh paint um, around and Robert the doll uh, had fresh paint on his feet whenever they got back in one evening, which again, could be a vandal, could be a prank, but definitely fuels that rumor. So one of the other like staples of Robert the doll is when you go see him and this has been a, uh, thing ever since his time in any museum when you go see him you're supposed to be very respectful of him and not make fun of him and ask his permission to take a picture if you don't he supposedly will curse your life um to the point that they receive like up to hundreds of letters a day apologizing to robert because it's the only way that you can quote lift the curse um, is write him a letter apologizing for disrespecting him so i have an example of one so dear robert You've probably seen many letters like this from people like me, people who were sure there was no such thing as a Robert the Doll curse. You see, it is easy to act tough and try to impress your friends by de- being disrespectful, and unfortunately, that is the camp I find myself in. My name is Dan Schulz. Back in 2009, we visited the East Martello Museum, and the entire purpose of the visit was to come and meet you. We have walked by your old house multiple times over the years and have always wanted to visit you at the museum. Our visit was fun and informative, and seeing you was the best part. I am not sure what made... Uh, us act like a jerk to you. I didn't ask for your permission to take your picture and I openly mocked you. Like I said, I was just trying to be funny and impress the people I was visiting with and I in no way actually meant what I said and I realize now I made a big mistake. Since that day in late 2009, we have had a run of bad luck. I have had multiple health issues. I had a near-death experience with uh, anemia we have had family members and pets die and bad luck with our finances that ended up with us filing for bankruptcy and still having financial difficulties. The purpose of this letter is to profoundly apologize and ask for your forgiveness. I have talked about this event on a popular travel podcast that I am the co-host of. Uh, podcast is, well, he's, she explains a podcast because he's 120 years old and also locked in a glass cage. Uh, and I will always speak uh, with high respect to you. Again, Robert, please expect, accept... Again, Robert, please accept my sincere apologies. And if you see fit to forgive and end the bad luck, I would appreciate it. As would my family, Dan Schultz, West Palm Beach, Florida. The note stuck on it says, please post where Robert the doll can see this. So there are many. So there are even letters from celebrities like from George W. Bush and Jeb Bush. Apparently they got messed up by Robert and uh, the mayor of Key West and the governor of Florida and some more as well. Yeah, he even has international letters. So letters from the Japanese people, letters from Chinese people, uh, a whole bunch of other ones. So complaining about back aches and other pains and other issues. So here's the thing. Um. I disrespected Robert the doll. Yes, you did <laughs> to the uh, to the chagrin of my very superstitious family.
1: Mm-mm, his mom was losing. It. She
0: was livid. She was. She was
1: like slapping him, and she was Jake, so R mad. Jake.
0: She was pissed. Yeah, she was like really angry at me. Legitimately mad too. By the way, like yeah. not like jokingly. Oh, you know, she was like she was like the most pissed off she's been at me since you've met us probably
1: yeah i think so yeah she didn't um, talk to you
0: for a while yeah she she was really mad and uh yeah nothing happened so <laughs> um, i
1: mean you complain about your life a lot well oh, yeah but i those, always have so maybe all those bad things are happening because of robert
0: nah nothing's ever changed actually i did tell him like we were buddies like i was trying to be chill with him um and actually maybe. some good stuff happened after maybe
1: he thought you were funny
0: my visit yeah so robert the bell curse not real for me but for other people, seems legit. Well, and
1: it's creepy because like they just have this one room that's like dedicated to him, and he's in yeah he's in that little glass case of emotion with like all these lights <laughs> on him, and then on two sides of the back walls, there's a projector, and each one is showing different letters from yeah, different people, like and so you're reading or it
0: just TV screen. I don't. Remember. I can't remember.
1: Um, and you're reading it, and it's just like ugh. I'd, like I left that room in about 14 seconds. She was like, you guys can all now ask Robert to take pictures. And I was like, peace. I don't. Why would I even talk to this guy? Why would I even look at this guy?
0: Yeah, I took a picture without asking his permission, too. And that was fine. So, yeah, my uh, total test of Robert the doll was was fine. So talk about oh, two. I did have uh, a I did have a series of nightmares about him, though. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. So after we left, no, they weren't even nightmares. They were like dreams like we were buddies. But well, there was one nightmare where he was like stabbing me or whatever, but, um, no, but mostly we like did stuff together for like a couple dreams. I that was weird. That. Oh no, I didn't like it either. And like, he was really ugly the whole time, but so um, I want to
1: talk about two points here. First one, who are these parents that are like, I've seen a doll walking around in my house. And first off, it takes me a long time to get rid of it. And my version of getting rid of it is putting it in my attic. Like, I would never sleep again. That thing is getting destroyed.
0: Yeah, but Jean was, like, super attached. I don't
1: care. I love Sterling. I would (laughs) not keep that crap in my house. Like, no, not. It would take, like, all Sterling pretty much would have to say to me is whoever did it. And that toy is gone. Right. But if I had, like, physical proof that that toy is haunted or possessed or whatever you want to say it is. It's gone. It's dead Oh,
0: but then, so, okay, let's get into some of the not conjecture, that's the wrong word, but like the side stories. So um one of them was that the maid was like practicing voodoo, right? Because it's a key West. And right. that's, you know, one of the things that uh I wouldn't say is prevalent, but no, culturally it's, it's around. Yeah. yeah. And so they thought that it was a voodoo doll. Um And they were fearful that had they gotten rid of the doll, that the curse would worsen. Um, And that's actually why he's still around is because like that kind of, persisted like that thought of still
1: get him out of your house
0: fair enough yeah. him in the attic no i mean i'm, I'm with bury you bury
1: him in the ground <laughs> like he's not dead but he's gone
0: right no i'm with you mm. um but oh, yeah
1: i have another fun thing I'm, i want to talk about because i'm just imagining it so imagine you're like dating this guy right and like how first off as gene how long did you wait before you were like hey so i have like a weird thing to tell you I think the dude
0: was rich at this point, so I probably just like was fine. She pretended to be fine with it because I think he like kept it out.
1: Yeah, because can you imagine like on a first date? Because oh. I have a feeling of Jean painted or if you have Jean painted with Robert, Jean did a lot of things with Robert. Most things. Maybe with creepy things. Also, why did Jean like him so much? If he like did creepy stuff to him at night, threw all his stuff everywhere and ripped up his toys and. right. Made him cry. Why was Gene like, this guy's my buddy? That's one of the things that's
0: like one of the biggest parts about the Robert the Doll story was the fact that Gene loved him till the day he died. Like very few Ugh. people have connections to things like that. And he was like, he still like maintained that Robert could like move and stuff. Like into his adulthood. And he's just cool
1: with that. Yeah, he's it's just like you're, the, the doll's just chilling with you and it starts blinking or talking or moving. And it's just like, yeah, that's normal, I guess.
0: Um, so that was a story. There were a couple stories about, again, him moving and stuff like that. So one thing about the Robert the Doll that I don't like is like haunted objects around the world when they're sensationalized like this, like they get like their own personal webcams and Robert... I don't think has one. Yeah. So I think that's lame. Well, they
1: don't want to kill the thing, right? Yeah.
0: Or CC's TV, like, stream. Like, I think that would be really cool. But um, there's that. Since they put him in the glass case, although they do, they have reported this, um, and they will, they have seen this maybe on their security camera. I can't quite remember. But they, uh, they have reported that in his glass case, undisturbed, he has moved. Um, And they have, like, subsequent pictures of him in different positions. That makes me nauseous. Yeah. Um, And it's a doll made of straw. So it's not like... You know, he's a marionette Oh, he's so creepy looking. Oh, he's super creepy looking. Yeah, so we'll post pictures, but definitely look at him.
1: Just um, the worst. Just the absolute worst. Because the thing is, like, I don't. I'm not here to argue whether or not dolls can be possessed and can be. I just it's why even mess with it?
0: It's a creepy doll. It yeah. is
1: terrifying. I think normal dolls are creepy. Non-haunted um,
0: yeah, I think that was pretty much everything around it. I mean, you have, like I said, I would I would highly recommend checking out the letters. You have stuff from visitations all the way to back aches to attacks. I mean, to it dreams. Yeah, these I mean, the letters get pretty serious and I did experience a dream. So I will say that um, like and it was a lot. I'm not saying like I had a dream about Robert. It was like for like a straight month. He gave me repetitive dreams. I had
1: no dreams about Robert. But <laughs> yeah. I also did not disrespect Robert. I yeah. didn't even look him in the eye. <clears throat>
0: He did stop. Oh, and I did say he was a whiny bitch and that he wasn't going to do anything. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I said that like in Key West. What is
1: wrong with you? I was getting at my mom because she was like. Because that's worth being haunted over. It wasn't
0: haunted, so it's fine. It, but you could have been. Um. Yeah, well, then I would have had proof and that would have been cool. Great oh. for the podcast. <laughs> this was multiple years ago. How long ago? Going on three years now. Um. Yeah, so I'm alive. So that's there. There's that. Uh oh, context by the way, for us seeing the Robert the Doll, we did a great night bus creepy haunted tour that my at the time what two-year-old niece mm-hmm. uh called the Buki Bus. And uh yeah, it was a, it was a great time. I like it. That was, it was, it was fun. QS was awesome. Yeah, Key bus was great. And uh yeah, so like they brought us in to see Robert the Doll like after hours. Um and after having told us the story, it was pretty cool. Um so yeah, can't remember the tour line, but if you see a Bookie bus.
1: I honestly, I it. was so anti, like against looking at him. I don't remember what he looks like. I just remember it was creepy. Like I, li- I did not look wanna at see him. see a picture? No, I don't. <laughs> not at all.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Robert the Doll. Definitely check it out. I don't. I, I did want to stick to the facts. I didn't want to like get down rabbit holes of, oh, in this letter it said this or that. Right. There's a lot uh, of personal stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of personal stuff. So if you want to jump in that rabbit hole, feel free Um, And then maybe for the listener story episode, I'll have my mom tell about how mad she was at me. She Um, probably won't
1: even talk about it. That's how suspicious she is.
0: Yeah, she is superstitious. Uh, Yeah. So that's the Robert the Doll story. So now let's take a quick break for some ads, which, yeah, there's a fast forward button. People like don't, you know, don't at me. Use it. Yeah. that a man once jumped into a bulletproof window so much that he busted it out of the frame and fell to his death? I do. Hey, I'm Nicholas Howe, and I made an improvised comedy storytelling podcast about this death and many others. Using a multiverse of me's as the catalyst, I explore the various ways people have died. I also have special guests on and freak them out about how dangerous the world is. Did you know lakes can explode? You do now. Listen to the How Will I Die podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at hwi So I want to take a moment to talk about PodCoin. It's a new app that's out there that actually pays you to listen to podcasts, which considering you're listening to our podcast, I would think maybe you're interested in this Um, for every 10 minutes that you listen to it. You're going to get something called a PodCoin, which you can use to rack up uh, gift cards or stuff for charity. So like we do calories for dogs or like dog food as Rachel so adamantly wants me to call it, but they count it in calories. And so dadgummit, we've donated like 9000 calories to pups. Um, it's pretty great. So no other podcast app lets you do that. So check it out. PodCoin use our promo code Skep Skep S-K-E-P S-K-E-P all caps, no spaces and you'll get 300 free PodCoins uh, for your session with PodCoin
1: I'm talking about the um, Angola seven twenty-seven disappearance. So on May twenty-fifth of two thousand and three, I'm gonna say this wrong. At it's not Quatro, but it's like Quataro. De fevero, fevero, Sorry. Solid. Airport in Luanda, Angola.
0: Super solid.
1: So let's just go back. It's May twenty-fifth, two thousand and three, in Angola at an airport. Okay. So the plane in question was a Boeing 727. It had been a commercial aircraft for American Airlines for like 25 years. And then um, it was basically given to this airport, but it went out of commission and they had been um, repairing it and working on it and also changing it from a commercial plane to like a cargo plane, specifically to carry diesel fuel. Um, So the plane was described as unpainted silver in color with the stripes of blue white and red that's important for a reason so there were two men who had been working on so the wait, plane. before
0: we get into this is it like fair to assume this was a poorly maintained airplane i don't know maybe
1: <laughs> probably i mean it was just fixed like right then right. so and unpainted and it was like th- 30 years old yeah so it's no yeah. plane um, the
0: jalopy of airplanes. If yeah, you like. basically.
1: So there were two guys that were like the main people that were working on this plane. One was a man named Ben Padilla, and he was an American pilot. And then there was another man named John Mutantu. Um, he's a hired mechanic from the Republic of the Congo. So around 5 a.m. on May 25th, the 727 made an unauthorized liftoff from the airport. Um, it is believed the plane was piloted by Padilla and Mutantu. Um, the only problem is that this plane requires three people to fly it. That was only two. And Padilla did not know how to fly 727s. Awesome. So, another part is that one airport employee actually reported seeing only one person in, like, at board the plane, but some others said two. So, that part was kind of confusing, too. Um, so, the plane began taxiing without any communication. And when the tower attempted to make communication, no one answered. Um, also, as it was going down the runway, it was driving super erratically. Like it was going back and forth and back and forth, like left and right. Yeah. So it flew off the runway, um, heading southwest over the Atlantic Ocean, and then disappeared. It was also, they're assuming like it had a full tank. They probably filled it, you know, before they left. I oh, know they couldn't even drive it straight off
0: the runway. I don't know. This is the <laughs>
1: assumption. And then also it was full of 50,000 liters of fuel which i did not do this math someone else did it for me but it means that they could only really have gotten about 1500 miles okay without before they needed 50, to refuel Thousand
0: liters only got to 1500 yeah. wow
1: yeah this thing's a pig so there's obviously like a huge search done it started in angola but even the fbi and the cia became involved um to find this plane so And they searched the ocean, they searched countries all around, they searched anywhere that could have possibly, the, the plane could have possibly been, basically the entire circumference of where the plane could have landed, they searched. Um, they do believe that it was unlikely that the plane could have landed in an official airport because it was unpainted with stripes of red, white, and blue, like it was a very right. obvious plane. So basically, to this day, no one has ever heard from these men or found any evidence of the plane, not even like debris in the ocean or a crash anywhere, anything. It's never been seen again, heard of again, anything. So here's where the theories come in. Um, so because it was full of diesel fuel in the beginning, people were concerned that they could have been terrorists and they could have been using it to kind of pull another 9-11 kind of situation. But since, you know, many, many years later, nothing has ever happened with it. That kind of went away quickly. Um some also theorized that because the plane was driving so erratically left and right like that, um, that people could have been fighting over the steering wheel.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
1: so maybe <coughs> either someone was forcing, like, Padilla to fly the plane. Right. Or Padilla was trying to fly the plane and someone wanted him to not. Right. Or it could have been something else. Who knows? Um, so there's there's that. I don't know what that would have really meant. But there's that part.
0: It could have been as simple as they were stealing the airplane.
1: Yeah, but from who? It was only those two dudes on there. Like one of them was stealing it. The other one wasn't. Also, how did they fly the plane? It's supposed to be a three man crew and and only. Oh, and also um, the other guy Mutantu, He had no flight. He didn't know how to fly a plane. Uh, Hence why they couldn't get it down the runway. But they apparently got off enough to fly away. Yeah, but
0: (laughs) not land anywhere. Probably.
1: I mean, I'm just saying. And nothing was found in the ocean, which debris is found normally when a plane crashes. Um, Also goes missing a lot. It happens. So the uh, United States authorities believe that it actually could be have been connected to Padilla's past because he had a history of accounting fraud. So um, they theorize that it may be part of a scam to make money, like possibly trying to steal the plane or whatever. So the very craziest part Of this whole thing is that in 2005, it's only two years later, the FBI abruptly closed the case with no explanation.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Always when it comes to. Theories, right? So that's pretty much all there is about it. But it's like super interesting. How do you as two guys for a three man plane steal a plane?
0: So I don't know jack shit about the 727. I'm pretty sure you can fly it with two dudes.
1: It's not everything I read said it takes three. (laughs) Especially one guy who is a pilot, but doesn't know how to fly a 727. Another guy who does not know how to fly planes. Yeah,
0: that's true. It's really like <laughs> it's pretty it's rough. A half, a, half of a crewman.
1: It's pretty rough. <laughs>
0: but, oh, man. I just hope that they were blasting the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. I <laughs> mean, they had <laughs> to be. And just
1: imagining it as like uh, Jack Sparrow is like standing on top of the boat that's sinking and then steps off onto the, do- the dock
0: which i maintain is like one of the best character entrances in the history oh, of characters.
1: It is i mean i'm going to say the best. I
0: can't think of a better
1: one. No, i can't either.
0: Yeah, i I'm, I'm thinking they just crashed it, but i do like the thought behind like what the heck was going on?
1: Just like what was the idea here, guys? Right. Where were you going? Were they think they were going to like steal all the fuel and sell it somewhere?
0: Maybe. Where? Or the plane and the fuel, yeah.
1: Who wants that plane?
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> out. That is weird about the FBI, though.
1: Yeah. Why? It didn't even happen. It's not even an American issue. Well, Padilla. I get that. But I just mean like it didn't happen on American soil. It wasn't our stuff.
0: Hmm. There's Definitely more to it. For sure. Also
1: fuel. You never know. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, obviously, like the easiest assumption is the fact that these dudes were trying to do something, whether it was just trying to get away or steal the stuff or whatever, Obviously, they didn't either they didn't get away with it or they didn't. It was they did it so like so well, sketchy, black markety that no one knows. They're like hanging out
0: with D.B. Cooper. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Just like, where is that plane, though? That's a big ass plane.
0: So there are people that will like steal uh, airplanes and cars and like go chop them up so quick. You can't find them.
1: I guess I just. I don't know. It just seems like a pretty like half cocked plan. With your two dudes that basically end up being about a half a pilot. so
0: <laughs> Like me and Cole would have a better chance a of stealing plane. this
1: plane. Maybe even Sterling and Cole would have a better chance of stealing this plane. Equal
0: chance, probably. Yeah. Man. Well, but
1: they did it. They got away with it. I mean, they
0: did, yeah. Whether or not Whether, they Even lived. if they died, they still technically got away. Yep. Yeah.
1: Wow. It's just like, you know, those parts in movies like, um, like in, what's it called? captain marvel when it's like can you fly this i think so that's a yes or no answer like maybe that's what these guys thought it would be like like it would be like it's like those like superhero movies It's like a movie i'm sure i'll get it I, I, i mean i can fly most planes there's no reason i shouldn't be able to get this and then it's just like as they're going down the runway the other guy's just like no yeah i
0: bet they got away with it
1: or they just died yeah because they don't know how to fly a big plane like that
0: i mean they got it off the ground that's impressive
1: yeah, but I feel like landing is harder than getting it off the ground, that's don't true. you? Yeah. It's <laughs> like that's the much the, harder the flying's part. Flying's not
0: the hard part, it's
1: landing. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, interesting story. Yeah, I thought I really liked reading about it.
0: So that's all we have this week. Uh, thanks again for joining us. We will have nothing for you next week. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Um, we appreciate you. Okay, bye. <laughs> So that's all we have this week. Uh, This has been another episode of Skeptical Skeptics. We really appreciate you guys listening. And if you have any feedback, comments for the show, uh, reach out to us, like I said, in the opener. And we will definitely. We like mean we love talking to everybody. Everybody that's talked to us, we talk back to. We're not at that level yet where we have to ignore people. So
1: except I do have to say, for some reason, the. Skeptical Skeptics page on Facebook, although connected to my account, does not give me notifications when you guys write stuff. So if we ever don't answer, that's why And I'm sorry. Please don't hate me.
0: Normally I check it.
1: Not on purpose. I try Um, to check it as much as I can, but it doesn't always work.
0: Correct. Anyway, if you, you know, have suggestions for us, let us know.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.